The Sunday Sit-Down on Algoa FM. Anton von Amerva, long time, and it seems like you've been very busy. Good afternoon. Hi, Charles. Yes, thank you very much for having me on your show today. It is uh, truly an honor and privilege to chat to you again after all, this, all these years. Yeah, well, I'm thinking to myself, uh, yeah, it literally is years and years and years ago that um, we kind of were kind of in, in similar circles um, in uh, PE, now Kabecha. Um, mm-hmm. But I see that you are born in, in the place that is uh, the hottest very often when we read the weather forecasts, especially in summer. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> in Oudsoorn. Sure. Yes. Mm. I was born in I was born in Oatsworn in 1975, giving my age away. <laughs> you don't have I'm to, you know. <laughs> so anyway, I I have your bio, which I've obviously read, and then mm. it, <laughs> which is what I kind of wanted to say. Um, been busy much? Classical crossover tenor, songwriter, composer, recording artist, actor, producer, director. <laughs> Um, you nothing you'd like to add? I see nothing about law, though, which is interesting, because I also have a, a lovely law degree, a lovely BCom law from the same institution, oh, <laughs> largely unused. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's basically what happened to me also. The day I graduated from my law degree, um, uh, my old music teacher, she was teaching at a at Donald Pinar Boys School in Utenate, and her post went open for the arts and culture. So I had a choice. I could go either go and do articles that, that was already uh, in the pipeline for me for law, or I could take the arts and culture route, which obviously was always been my biggest passion. So I did that for, uh, for two and a half years, and that's when after that I felt I need to spread my wings and go and see the world. But with everything that I've had to do in life, I have definitely become a jack of all trades, hopefully master of some. Yes, I read that. So, I, got, I got a chuckle when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope I do, I do these things, well, what I put my hand to hopefully reach a success. But um, yeah, the law degree has actually always opened doors for me in some way or another because it just it just shows variety and it also shows somebody that that actually has got quite a um, logical way of thinking and you know because often artists are very emotional and and they've got that aspect so that aspect is very prevalent in me so yes i never practiced full-on law but having the legal knowledge has really set me quite well in in my life so far yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're very right, though, when you say uh, jack of all trades, uh, you seem to have mastered pretty much everything you've taken on, which is um, no small feat. Let's let's not kid. So well, well done on that so far. Thank you. Uh, then, of course, you also spent some time in New York. Yes, I got this amazing opportunity to move to New York. A lady that uh, was a mutual family friend um, created an opportunity for me there. And I went over. She was helping to sponsor me with my visas. And it just opened doors. I was so privileged to live in Manhattan uh, on what they would call a health kitchen. Uh, oh, wow. Chelsea. Yeah. And I uh, got Chelsea Clinton. It's called Clinton, the other area, on 49th and 9th, two blocks from Times Square. <laughs> and there's so much hustle and bustle. Um, quite a few uh, things started happening to me at that stage. I was asked to do a reality TV show. Um, I did. I sang at quite a few venues, trying to make your name. Um, she helped me with, like I said, with visas and everything. But then, unfortunately, something happened, and and that eventually my final visa for for the work as such wasn't approved. 
so after an, a long stint, I had to come back for after that final visa wasn't approved. But it was an amazing experience. I felt like I went, got home, and I knew the city. I knew where everything was. It was so strange. It felt like I've been there before so many times previously in my life. Um, and I, it was the most wonderful time. But then once again, back in 2010, that led me to come back. I was back in South Africa over the, the football, the soccer World Cup, that little time with my yeah. folks again. And then six weeks later, I went back and got another contract on with Carnival UK, right. which was amazing. So uh, that thing, yes. And now just kind of glancing back at the bio, I realize we've, we've left out one of the very early highlights in, in your career. And that was mm-hmm. being able to perform for Queen Elizabeth uh, the second, and uh, late President Nelson Mandela as part of um, the university choir when she visited South yes. Africa in '95. Yes, indeed. I was singing with the university choir with, with the wonderful Janita Lambrecht. And as, uh, you probably were also at that event yep. um, when the Queen <laughs> and, and uh, the President were there. And I was just standing there in the front row singing, singing with, with the choir. And that was just an amazing experience meeting her and, and also meeting President Nelson Mandela because that man had so much um, charisma. So yes, hopefully when, when, what, when the, this anthem that we've composed gets to that level, I might meet her again. Well, th- and, and that, that's, what, that's where, where we end up now. And that's why I felt it was, it was important to qu- quickly kind of rewind to get to the point that we're at now. You yes. were approached by the British Monarchist Society to work on the Platinum Jubilee Anthem for Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. And it's called the Platinum Record, a Jubilee Anthem. Wow. Can you talk us through that? Well, um, um, uh, Charles, it still feels surreal to me that this should come across my path. Basically, what happened was I, I acquired British papers, but I haven't got the British passport yet. So every two years, I need to go and renew my indefinite leave for rebate. And by December 2020, I had to fly over, but I only planned to be there for 10 days. And I was supposed to fly back on the 1st of January. Then COVID struck again. Everything got locked down. Everything got cancelled. And uh, about three, four years prior to that, I, through mutual friends, I met the founder of the British Monarchist Society, a gentleman in the, called Thomas Mace Archer Mills. And we really became quite friendly on, on many levels. And he, um, then, and he followed my music career. Uh, when I came back to South Africa in 2016, I recorded some more songs and also my typical more anthem-style songs, which I did with a development company in 2013, was very, very interesting to him because um, both my other works, Vision and Rise Up and even uh, Anything Is Possible, are all quite inspirational anthem-style songs. So he was like, you know what, we are now preparing for the Jubilee year for the Queen and we are doing quite a few projects, but we definitely want to write an anthem for her. Would you be interested in, in pinning something and then we'll have a look? And at that stage, I was sitting in Essex in the UK, he just outside London. He was stuck in Canada, and we started writing, and we, con- we chatted through the different concepts. How did you put a, a lady's full life of 96 years and 70 years of the th- on the throne into one piece of music? Exactly. And that was quite a tall feat. And then she's also 
the mother of nations. She is the head of the Commonwealth. So you have to include not only the UK, but really almost the whole world. And everybody knows, if, they, if anybody thinks about a royal family, they immediately think about the British royal family, yeah. the British crown. So that, we had several, uh, I started painting down the lyrics, uh, looked at uh, creating the melody and the chord structure that had to go through it, trying to really keep it very simple. I do believe in simplicity, it touches the heart. And um, within a week, we had the lyrics down and actually the full chord, chord structure and the melody. And then I then went and, and incorporated one of my very, very close good friends, a gentleman called Etienne Lane, from, and he's got Sound Evolution Studios, uh, or Song Evolution Studios, I apologize. And um, the, so when we get to the song, the We Will Thank You From Our Hearts, which is my segment of the music, um, we felt we needed to create a world showcase and really take the music and the listener around the Commonwealth. So we wanted to incorporate Africa and all the African countries. We've incorporated India and the whole history behind India and the United Kingdom. Then we went over to Australasia, um, uh, Australia, New Zealand, um, then took a ride around the world to the Caribbean, then flew, flew, flew over the Atlantic and came back to the, the Celtic countries, Scotland and, and Ireland, and then back for the finale and final chorus back in the UK at the Palace. I do believe you've already heard the music, so you can hear how we've tried to seamlessly take it throughout. And then, of course, we've got three amazing, amazing uh, singers. Well, we've got the wonderful uh, national opera star, Leslie Garrett, CBE, to be our soprano. We've got a very amazing baritone called Rodney O'Clark. He is a West End star. He's at the moment uh, in Les Mitterrands. And then we've got the great London Community Gospel Choir that whenever you see any choir on any of the British television shows like British Got Talent or X Facts or anything, there's, and there's a gospel choir behind it, it's usually them. So they are an amazing choir also that we worked with. So, like I said, this whole experience just feels surreal to me that all of these things just started falling into place for this project. Yeah. So yeah. Now, we're, now we're at the point where there's a chance on the 4th of June that it might be included in the Party at the Palace show. Wouldn't that not be like a, ah, I can't believe this exactly. is real. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the stage would be shared with the likes of Ed Sheeran, Tom Jones, um, the biggest British stars. Yeah, yeah fingers crossed. <laughs> the official release date is Friday the 21st of April, but we get to hear it before then, don't we? Yes, well, we have we have released radio edit for, for the piece. Uh, because the piece is quite long, it's about 5 minutes and 50 seconds long, we've created a shorter version specifically for the radio. So unfortunately, some of the segments had to be left out, but the full release would be happening on the 21st of April, which is the Queen's birthday. Yes. Yeah. So we want to present it to her on that day as a gift. Hopefully we will be physically presenting it to her shortly after that. So once again, something that we would like to, to that's in the pipeline, fingers crossed. I'd never imagined any of this in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
Um, we've reached that point where we've probably chatted for far too long, but ugh, you know, oh, these things happen. Um, and, so, <laughs> Anton von Amarva, thank you so much for taking some time out right at the end uh, of your visit back home uh, to share um, this, this, this fascinating story of, of your life and what you've managed thank to you cram so into your five years less than I've spent on the planet. Uh, <laughs> 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 so well done to that. Very well good, done, very well good done. catching up and chatting to you. Thank you so very much. And um, please stay in touch and, and let us know how the project uh, progresses from here. Thank you so much. Now, of course, I will always come back to my home. Thank S- you so stay much. Stay well and stay in touch. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. On air. On air. Online. Online and all over your world. This is Algoa FM.